Hear this reading from John 20, verses 19 through 31. It was still the first day of the week. That evening, while the disciples were behind closed doors because they were afraid of the Jewish authorities, Jesus came and stood among them. He said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. When the disciples saw the Lord, they were filled with joy. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father sent me, so I am sending you. Then he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. Thomas, the one called Didymus, one of the twelve, wasn't with the disciples when Jesus came. The other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he replied, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands, put my finger in the wounds left by the nails, and put my hand into his side, I won't believe. After eight days his disciples were again in a house, and Thomas was with them. Even though the doors were locked, Jesus entered and stood among them. He said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. Look at my hands. Put your hand into my side. No more disbelief. Believe. Thomas responded to Jesus, My Lord and my God. Jesus replied, Do you believe because you see me? Happy are those who don't see and yet believe. Then Jesus did many other miraculous signs in his disciples' presence, signs that aren't recorded in this scroll. But these things are written so that you will believe that Jesus is the Christ, God's Son, and that believing you will have life in his name. In these words from Isaiah 41, verse 10, Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be afraid, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my victorious right hand. May God bless the reading of this word. We just heard a passage of scripture from John where the disciples following the resurrection had locked themselves off from the rest of the world in a room. This was not their purpose. Jesus wanted them to go out and to share the message that Jesus himself had been sharing. But their fear created this panic. They were afraid of the Jewish authorities. They were afraid of losing their lives. They were afraid of living the way that Jesus had called them to live. We find ourselves in a time right now where the world's a scary place. Some of us have lived through um, times of upheaval, times of conflict, times of unrest. But this particular uh, kind of unrest hasn't happened for a century. This is a global pandemic that has moved from one location to every country around the world. No one is exempt. No one is free from worrying about this coronavirus. And this worry causes us to fear, particularly those of us who really like to go to church, to be in the church, to see our friends, 
to sit in the, the pews and to worship together, to sing together with others, to pray together with others. And this is causing us some anxiety just from separation and isolation. There are people who um, are outgoing and like to be around others and being in quarantine causes them anxiety and even grief at the loss of other contact. All of this is shaping us. And the way that this shapes us truly is up to us. Many people I see are reacting. They're reacting in anger or in a rush to, to move beyond a, a quarantine. They're trying to make it all go away if they just carry on life as normal. But two million people later, in a matter of four months, will say that this is not something that is short-lived, and it's certainly not something that goes away quickly. So how do we live with this kind of fear? Well, first of all, I want to talk to you a little bit about fear. Fear um, is something that is God-given in us. Think about this for a moment. We think of fear as being a negative thing, but fear has saved our lives time and time again. It is fear that causes us to um, not do those things that we know that would harm us in some way. And it has kept us safe. Sometimes it's the fear of punishment or fear of failure that prompts us but fear is one of those emotions that if it is in the right context it helps to push us in the right direction but when we hide from it when we are absorbed by fear when it paralyzes us and we cannot do anything then that's a detriment fear is that part of our brain that when it senses danger puts us into an automatic response of fight or flight. Our bodies instantly began preparing for it. And we must choose in a split second whether we will flee or fight. And our brains are wired in such a beautiful way that that is something that it's possible for us to decide. But when we are talking about fear that's debilitating, fear that causes us to hide from the world, fear that causes us to live in denial, to practice escapism in whatever form we might find it, fear that causes us to um, make bad decisions, fear that causes us to close people off. This fear is not the fear we need to have. And it's this fear that we can overcome. Now, everybody is afraid. Even people who do not admit that they're afraid are afraid. Because you see, sometimes people sit there and they go, oh, I'm not afraid of anything. I'm just kind of stressed out at the moment. Or I'm not afraid of anything, but I'm just really angry right now. But it all boils down to fear. Now, one of the acronyms that we've used for fear is false events appearing real. 
And sometimes our fear is related to a real event. It isn't false, much like this coronavirus. This is something that we need to respond to. But how do we respond to fear with faith? Faith. First, we need to face our fears. We need to sit there and look at them. What is it that is causing us this level of fear? What is real? Are we afraid of something that's real? Or are we afraid of the worst outcome we're imagining? Are we afraid of something that we can do something about? When we face our fears with faith, we seek the discernment that God gives us. Wisdom to to truly look at our fears in a realistic way. And then we need to evaluate our fears. We need to evaluate them in the light of facts. What are the facts surrounding the coronavirus, for example? We've heard a lot of information, but there are places that we can seek true information. And I truly hope that you do that. This is a very real thing that's happening. It is a pandemic that is around the world. And this fear causes us to respond, to seek information. And sometimes that information we're seeking is a lie. Find out what is real. Evaluate your fear with facts. And then fear moves us to action. What are things that we can act on? What are those things in uh, that we have discovered as we have evaluated and we've faced these fears that we can act on? What are some things that we could do? Well, we know with this particular virus, some of the things that we can do is simply to stay at home. We know that we can practice social distancing when we have to go out. We know that washing our hands and not touching our face, all of those things that we've been told to do, those things are ways we can act. And then release our fears to God. We cannot control anything right now. We can do our best. We can stay at home. We can practice the social distancing. We can do those things that will flatten the curve, as they say. But at some point in time, all we can do is release our fears to God. Now in Isaiah, we were told that God is always with us and holding us in his hands. When we face our fears with faith, we act in a way that isn't detrimental to us or to the world around us. We embrace others, not be fearful of others. We love even when the worst is going on around us. And we pray. Now, this may seem like a very simple solution to um, addressing fear, and it is. Sometimes, simple is best. But remember, as we go throughout this series, we'll be looking at 
fear from a lot of different areas. And we need to face our fears with faith, evaluate our fears in light of facts, act in a way that we can uh, in light of the research that we've done, and then release our fears to God. This is my prayer for us, that we are faithful, even in a time that is completely new to all of us. We are faithful to God, and we live as faithful people, because the world needs us now more than ever. And I said this all to you in grace and peace, in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. As you go forth today, go forth with grace and peace, living unafraid, with courage and hope in these uncertain times. And God goes with us. Amen.